Hello, everyone. This is Reb Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. If you're a podcast regular and you've been listening to our Lesson from Lasso series, then you can go ahead and skip ahead a minute and a half to start the pod for the day. Well, it's been almost 25 years for me as a volunteer chaplain and press officer in and around professional football, soccer, as we like to call it here in the U.S., And with that in mind, I've been offering this occasional series entitled Lessons from Lasso, essentially giving a chaplain's perspective on some of the things we see in the hit TV show meshed up with my own experiences in the game. All the while trying to be careful not to over-spiritualize what's on the screen, but commenting on some of the elements I believe can be great points of personal and professional development, no matter what your role or relationship with soccer. So whether you're an athlete, a coach, a staff member, or executive, or even a fan of soccer or of the Ted Lasso show, I hope you'll find this series fun, creative, and having a little bit of everything for everyone that's in and around the game. Thank you for listening to the From the Touchline podcast. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in. Second in his career, the third of the night, the hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! Lesson 27 of our Lessons from Lasso, and we see Nate the Great and Coach Lasso walking to the fundraising gala. Lasso asks Nate, are you one of those guys who likes to be told when you got a piece of food in your teeth? To this, Nate replies, oh, absolutely, yeah. Lasso goes on to tell Nathan that his suit doesn't fit, and they go to remedy the situation with some new threads. Truth-telling. Truth-telling in our day and age, and especially in football, is massively hard. It seems almost easier to ignore the truth, to make it not our business, to look the other way, In some cases, when the truth is hard to tell, we can feel that we'd rather not be bothered, rather not take the risk. Someone might take it offensively. Someone might reject us or lash out. It seems easier to speak a half-truth or to outright lie, and we go through many mental gymnastics to justify the moments when the truth needs to be told and when we fail to do so. Certainly, a cultural phenomenon of our day has often labeled cancel culture. And it has a funny relationship with the truth. In some ways, it's the result of a cry for the truth to be told, but it comes with a severe severing and destruction when the truth is told. Lacking from the justified calls of the world for the truth to be told are any avenues of grace, forgiveness, and redemption that might accompany truth-telling. Here in this moment between Lasso and Nate, I think we can easily skip over and miss an important moment. And that is this, Coach Lasso asks permission. His question to Nate is seeking to create space for the opportunity to speak into someone's life, to speak truth. I can relate. As a football chaplain, many times there are opportunities to see into someone's life and even into a particular team or club culture. And this tension exists for most chaplains because we're ultimately guests and volunteers. But we cannot ignore the moments when the truth must be told, even to the risk and detriment of losing a place or a position amongst the people we serve. To use certain theological language, 
we say that this is the prophetic part of the role of a pastor or chaplain. Not prophetic in the sense of predictive of the future, but prophetic in the sense that we see and we speak into the sinful, into the immoral, the unethical, the wrongful practices, the attitudes, habits, and behaviors that are wrong and yet present in the beautiful game and need to change. They need the the light of truth to be shown on them. If we fail to do this, we dishonor God. We dishonor the people we're serving. We dishonor the role that we've been called to step into. But what if we are the footballer? I mean, what if we're in a position in a club where we are powerless, helpless to affect change? How ought we to approach truth-telling in these particular moments, especially when a truth may not be directly related to us? Well, certainly a first step can be to ask permission. We can then work to make that change happen. And as much as we have power, control, authority, or influence, you know, perhaps you're a mid-level manager. When is the last time you had an honest, safe conversation with your team? Or do you have authentic people in your life that can boldly speak truth and hold the proverbial mirror up to yourself? Are we narcissistic? Are we protective and dismissive of people in our lives that are able to examine and confront us? You know, they see things that we can't. There's the old Japanese proverb, a fish in water doesn't know it's wet. Are we vulnerable enough to admit our flaws, our failures, our fears? Well, at this point in the Lasso Saga, Nathan's character and the character arc is able to still hear truth spoken into his life. He's willing and ready to adapt to change, to accept that not everyone around him is out to abuse or hurt him. That someone like Lasso is well-intentioned and out to make Nathan a better person. The psalmist David describes, of the one who might dwell in the house of God, one who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue. May you and I find ways today to be truth-tellers filled with grace and compassion, and may we come alongside of others and help them to see and to change. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline.